Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to The Delicious Podcast with me, Jilly Smith. And this week, I'm at the University of Sussex to discuss whether veganism can save the planet. I'm with a panel of experts, including author of Wilding, Isabella Tree, Instagram star Fat Gay Vegan, and Radio 1 DJ, Nesta McGregor. As more people give up meat or turn to a more plant-based diet to reduce the impact of food production on the planet, veganism is on everyone's lips. But can it save the planet? I started by asking University of Sussex student and member of Climate Action Movement Sussex, Sebastian Kay. Um, the short answer is unfortunately no. I wish it was as simple as that. Um, but we need to look beyond the scale of the individual as the sort of unit that we upheld as uh, uh, the be-all and end-all for fighting climate change. Isabella Tree is the award-winning author of Wilding, which tells the story of how she stopped intensively farming her animals and returned her land back to nature. It's been described as the landmark ecological book of the decade. And I asked her how important animals are to the health of the planet. Well, I think that's the fascinating thing because um, I think we absolutely have to eat less meat. I think industrially farmed meat is unconscionable on every level because it's unsustainable. But animals, free-roaming animals, grazing animals are part of the food and carbon cycle. And if we want to restore our soils, and we know we only have 60 years left of topsoil left on the planet, actually. <laughs> yeah. it depends who you're, who you're listening to, um, then we really need to have um, grazing animals as part of that mix. Leo Hickman is the director and editor of Carbon Brief, and 15 years ago tried out a year of ethical living with his family. So the, the idea was that for a whole year, my family... Um, would try and think about every act of consumption that we did, the, the clothes we wore, the holidays we took, but importantly, the food food we ate. So we completely reanalyzed and rethought through every single act of consumption. So our weekly supermarket um, trip was completely analyzed. We, we sort of ended up not using supermarkets. We thought about particularly the meat and dairy we, we produced. Um, we, we, consumed and the the idea was to almost like weaning yourself off a drug it was like sort of trying to sort of see how you could reduce your your meat consumption and your dairy consumption and to think about the provenance as well and think about where where you were sourcing if you're going to continue eating meat or dairy where you source them from and how hard was it it, it was it was hard but it was actually probably the most fascinating and interesting and ultimately most enjoyable part of the whole experiment i would say because it, you know, it's an act of consumption you do, say, three times a day. So it's constantly in your, in all your thoughts. And it actually has a sort of budgetary implication mm. as well. And that, 
So if you're going to still eat meat and you want to save a better quality meat and better sourced meat and more sort of ethically produced meat, if that's your position, then it tends to cost more at the moment to buy organic, let's say organic meat. So therefore, you it, you for, it forces you to eat less anyway because mm. you want to savour the, the the choices you make and the money you're spending. Yeah, and we all the hashtag less but better is absolutely everywhere now. Um, do you eat that way now? Yeah, we we've still continued that. So you know, my kids are all kind of teenagers now. So they we you know we have these debates all the time. And in fact, the recent kind of publicity around veganism that we've seen in the last two or three months has actually really led to some continued kind of kitchen table discussions around yeah. this, which I think is a very healthy. I want all my children to make their own decisions around this rather than kind of being a top down. Is I want them to explore these issues, which are very complicated and knotted. Award-winning writer Sean O'Callaghan is best known as Fat Gay Vegan with. 69,000 followers on Instagram. I asked him if it was the best way of getting his message about veganism out there. Social media has helped a lot and you'll see a correlation between the rise in veganism and the rise of vegan celebrities um, over the last five to ten years and certainly that's um, helped me spread my message a lot. My message is really for people who are vegan or vegan curious but they want to know how to still have a good time and not suffer because of their choice. And, you know, I'm in it to show people that they can do it, um, they can still lead their old lifestyle, and they don't have to feel like they're missing out. Radio 1 DJ Nesta McGregor decided to use his platform to take his listeners on his personal journey into veganism. Um, so I took part in Veganuary last year, which, as everyone knows, is a whole month. No dairy, no meat, no fish, no anything. Um, and part of the reason why I did it like everyone says, the um, everywhere I went, everyone was saying, I'm a vegan, there's vegan this, there's vegan that. And it's a word that I'd never heard and all of a sudden it was everywhere. And like Sean says, celebrities were all turning vegan and I was just like, what's the fascination? Um, and I come from a culture where meat is the primary part of a dish. And I thought, um, number one, um, I'd heard it had health benefits, you know, you feel better, your digestive system's better, your skin glows, etc. Um, and I wanted to give it a try for that. Um, but I, I think I did it because I went cold turkey on December 31st. I was having a kebab and on January 1st. I was a vegan uh, and I probably should have transitioned uh, more slowly. But honestly, it was one of the most fascinating things I've, that I've ever done. I learned lots about myself. I hate beans <laughs> because that's, um, and I can't cook as many dishes as I thought I could because that, that was one of the problems is that I ran out of recipes. It was like veggie pasta and that was it. Um, but people like Sean traveled the country, met loads of vegans, had some of the best food that I've ever eaten. And if you told me there was meat in it, I'd believe you. Um, but it was really interesting. Um, and like all of a sudden, um, I felt a guilt also because I thought I could never survive without meat. And the fact that I could, Sean, forgive me for saying this, and I chose to go back to meat sometimes. I, I felt good because I felt like I could live without animals being harmed and the, the so-called planet being destroyed. But it's a life I, I chose not to. Yeah. So. I spoke to a lot of people who went vegan for different reasons. And for me, I, I'd like to live free, if, if I can phrase it like that. So I didn't want to watch a documentary that changed my mind. I didn't want to speak to someone whose experience changed their mind. I kind of wanted to live the vegan life and see if it was for me. And if you turn around tomorrow and said, you don't have to eat meat again, I know I can do it. And I, I think I, I'd love to see the numbers of how many people try Veganuary and stick to Veganuary. But I think just the fact that I'm now aware 
like there's another way of life and I, I I know lots of people get involved and even if it's a reduction it might take a million veganuaries but slowly but gradually yeah. it, it, it could become a common thing. How much do you know about the role of animals on the planet the role of farmers as stewards of the land? <laughs> um, I, I, I would never um, like pretend I'm massive into agriculture but Having spoken to people, I've heard that animals are vital to the environment um, and the ecosystem. I heard that if we stopped eating the things on our dinner plate, the planet will cease to exist because we need cows, hooves in the grass to dig it up and so that worms come to the top and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What I've been told, what I know is is that, so I don't know yeah, if there's yeah, any... Yeah. Sean? Yeah, I, I think like what Izzy said, the problem isn't so much animals, animals being consumed, it's the way that they're produced. Like the mass industrialised farming is destroying the planet. I'm from Australia and the Great Barrier Reef has been killed in large part to farm, um, to cattle runoff, um, completely destroyed. So, you know, whether you want to eat meat or not, we can't do it the way we're doing it now. We need to change. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are too many people on the planet not to do industrialised farming, so we have to find another crop to industrialise farm, not animals. Yeah. Sebastian, there's going to be a lot of young people in the audience tonight, I presume. Most of them are going to be eating cheap food. Uh, will they be eating processed food? Will they be eating factory-farmed animals. Um, we are at a university which I think is known and has a reputation for being very vegan and and, I, and obviously that's a really great thing. Veganism is super positive and for more reasons than just environmental ones, of course. Um, I think my position here is to let those students know that they need to politicize climate change and go beyond acting as individuals and resorting to small changes in their consumption to tackle a problem which really is existential for them, purely if only in that they are young. As the panellists headed off into the theatre, I caught up with some of the students outside and found out what they were hoping from the night. Um, well, I'm currently a meat eater, but I'm trying to cut down on meat, so I just want to get a feel for what, how, why it's, like, I know it's good for the environment, but get more of an understanding okay. kind of thing. So, Emily, you're a third-year student in social policy and practice. Are you a vegan? Um, I'm not, but I'm vegetarian, and I try and cut out um, dairy when I can. Okay, why? What are the issues for you? Um, I just think it's important, like, we need to take responsibility for the environment at the moment because climate change is such a huge issue, and if you have the ability to, then it's important to. I'm not um, in the position myself to become vegan, but, like, I'm aware of all the issues surrounding, like, why it's important for the environment and, like, the planet and everything. When you say you're not in a position, what does that mean? Uh, I don't have any time or money, basically. Because, okay. like, yeah. Ellen, you're a third-year geography student. Um, do you think that veganism is expensive? Um, to be honest, I don't really know, but there is... I probably think it would be if I was to go vegan. What is that feeling? What, what costs? Um, so, like, the alternative meat and milk and other, like, baked meats might be more expensive than a normal... Thing. Would you say you know how to cook? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know how to cook beans? Yeah, I'll probably manage that. <laughs> Abby, you're a third year student in education. Yeah. Are you a vegan? I'm not vegan, no. What are you hoping to get out of tonight? I just want to find out more, to be honest. want to um, yeah, know the background to it and um, everyone else's views, really. So Anna is a yeah, yeah. second year student yeah. in international development. This is, that's the heartland of this subject, isn't it, at Sussex University. Have you noticed there's a lot of women here tonight? Where are the blokes? I mean, where are the blokes in many things? <laughs> so, but particularly, we, we know that vegans tend to be, or there's a vast number of vegans who are. Yeah. Why is that? Do they um, care more about the planet? Potentially we could make the stereotype that women think about things more. I know a lot of male vegetarians. 
Um, a vegan, we're maybe about veganism to save the planet here. Maybe there's a myth that men need protein and they think that veganism doesn't provide it, potentially. I don't know, maybe I'll find out more tonight. Ladies, anybody got need for ideas about that? There's a lot of women here. There are a lot of women vegans. Uh, I wonder if women more susceptible to influence on social media, for example. Anybody got any thoughts on that one? <laughs> women are more compassionate. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree, probably. Um, yeah, I'd agree. We do need to know how people behave in order to influence their behaviour. Yeah. Then surely those stereotypes are quite useful, aren't they? Sometimes it's about elevating women, but you need to focus on both genders. Everyone needs to make a change with the planet. So there should be men here as well. I don't know why. Maybe men check Facebook less. <laughs> and you can watch the whole debate on the University of Sussex Facebook page by following the link on this episode on deliciousmagazine.co.uk slash stories slash podcasts or visit University of Sussex Facebook page and scroll down to the talk at the exchange called Can Veganism Save the Planet? And I'll be visiting Isabella Tree in a podcast coming up soon to find out more about that extraordinary wilding project. Don't forget to follow hashtag the delicious podcast on social media. And I'll be back next week with how to cook like Spanish chef Jose Pizarro. I'll see you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.